Welcome to the Physician Associate Podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Physician Associate Podcast. My name is James. Today, I am delighted to be joined by Jasmine Kaur, who is a specialist recruitment consultant at Menlo Park Recruitment. Jasmine specializes in the recruitment of nurses and allied health professionals and physician associates into jobs in primary care. Welcome to the show, Jasmine. Thank you, James. Pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I thought it'd be really cool to make an episode about how people can get jobs in primary care as a physician associate. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your the recruitment company that you work for first? Yes, absolutely. At Menlo Park Recruitment, we are a primary care consultancy specialising in the recruitment of nurses and eye health professionals, including PAs, GPs and within primary care. And everything we do is on a permanent basis as well. Perfect. Thank you. So what advice do you have in general for somebody who's thinking about if they're a physician associate or a PA student and they're thinking about getting a career in primary care? Um, Good question. So I think ultimately, um, you know, when you are a student and you're going through your your placements in those rotations, I think they're one of the key kind of points and starting points to really, you know, get that understanding of what it's like to work within primary care. So when you have that primary care placement, um, that gives you you a good insight. But also, I think if you're a PA and you're passionate about developing yourself having that variety that scope then primary care is definitely an avenue to go down um and explore further because it's it's just so diverse it's you know being a physician associate is such a dynamic role and I think primary care definitely supports that and you know variety for example if you were to work for a practice and they had a need for example you know whether that be reviewing diabetes diabetes and you had an interest then roles can be specialized for that so I think you know when you go into primary care there's always opportunities to go down the routes of having a specialism Uh, and like I said it it gives you a lot to choose from in terms of what you're seeing whether that be long-term conditions whether that be acute on the day as well and I think as well if you're looking to deliver that continuity of care definitely a great place to start. I guess for a lot of physician associates they may have had jobs I'm thinking sort of weekend jobs Saturday jobs those kind of things perhaps um, before they've come to being a PA student and there may be some PAs who've sort of more mature students who've had uh, other careers and jobs as well but it might be that their first PA job is their first sort of proper professional job that could be quite intimidating, I suppose, to apply to, and it can be quite unfamiliar. Yeah, absolutely. I think it is. It's that it's that huge stepping stone in your career. You know, going from, you know, studying, getting the qualifications, to then actually taking that that leap into a new job, a new setting, and a new environment, and you know, with it being on a full time basis. So it's definitely daunting. But I think the advice that I give to you know candidates that I speak to, and having recently recruited a newly qualified PA, the advice that I give is, I think, really, just trusting your passion, you know, for delivering quality patient care. And when you join a practice, the the whole I think the end goal is to deliver that continuity of care. It's to be accessible and deliver a service. Um, And I think if you've got that passion, everything just fits into place. You know, you're joining a practice that is ultimately going to support you with that transition. You know, immediately you're not thrown at the thrown at the deep end. And the, the tendency tends to be, and the norm is, you know, you get that 
G, you know, GP supervision, you get those debriefs. And I think, you know, with that continuous clinical support as well, although it can be daunting to begin with, you do, you know, find your place, shall we say. I think the advice I'd give is, you know, first and foremost, it's it's not as daunting as it may seem. Although, you know, you're taking that huge leap in your career, you know, you're taking that step. And I think one thing to do is just trust your passion for, you know, patient care uh, and, and being a physician associate. And um, I think each practice runs differently. So your role may vary across primary care. But the one thing to be certain of is that you will get that GP supervision and you will get that support and um, within practices. As time goes on, you grow in confidence, you grow with experience and, you you know, you gain more clinical knowledge as well and skills. So I think it's just a process of trusting, trusting the journey and, and just knowing that support is always available to you in that transition when you go into primary care. And if you are, a, you know, a newly qualified PA, if you're looking for opportunities, perhaps look at practices that have previously recruited a physician associate, practices that may be more familiar with how the role works. I think with that in mind, you're most likely going to join a practice that is going to be familiar with what you can do and support you with that. Um, and the one thing that I'd also say is that although it can be daunting, um, primary care is is a great sector to work in just because of the variety scope um, that it offers as well. You'll be working with a multidisciplinary team, so you're not on your own. So you could be with paramedic practitioners, your AMPs, your practice nurses. So it, it's definitely an exciting opportunity. And, and, and nothing to be too nervous about. Absolutely. All that hard work that you put into PA school will pay off and, and prepare you for the exams and, and what the real world is like. And for PAs who are new into a role as they start a new job, it can be quite a scary thing, can't it? What what advice yeah. have you got? What can help people as they settle into their new posts? Um, yes, definitely a good point. I think when starting a new post it's definitely going to be a little bit intimidated there are going to be those certain challenges and um, and it could be you know overwhelming at times there's going to be a lot to learn you know familiarizing yourself with the role with the practice with the team but I think it's about adapting to those new responsibilities and those duties and you know creating those new relationships and um, professionally with your colleagues as well and um, I think it's important to recognize as well why you've made that career move um, and to accept that you know it's going to be a learning process as well and so I think that's something to be mindful of and I think being nervous is it's healthy it, you know it, it's it will pass as well so as you enter new situations you may feel uncomfortable um, but I think all you need to remember is that these nerves will fade away um, and, you know, you should look forward to the satisfaction you'll feel well, when handling, you know, these challenges and, and kind of taking on this new role as a PA. Um, so, yeah, they're the kind of, that's the advice that I'd, I'd give. Um, and I think, again, it's beginning to take control of your own destiny. As, as cringy as it may sound, you know, it's about shaping the job to meet your needs and not just your employer's needs. So I think... Um, if you're passionate about the role, um, you accept that it's going to be, you know, a learning process. Uh, but if you think about the end goal, it should all hopefully, hopefully work out, James. So that's what I'd say. I think nerves are healthy. Um, just be ready for a challenge, but be ready to have that new experience and, and you know, continue learning. OK, thank you. 
for a lot of physician associates, they might have to start their job process with writing their CV. It might be that it's the first time they've ever sort of put together a professional CV. Is there any thing that makes a CV really good and, and makes it stand out to you as a recruitment consultant? What kind of things are people looking for in a, in a physician associate CV? Yeah, good. Good question. I think, you know, the CV is always going to be one of those vital parts of the process when applying for jobs. Um, and I think it's really making your mark with that. Now, the first thing that I would advise um, is, you know, having it probably two sides of A4. Um, you know, that should definitely be enough. Um, you don't want too much, but you don't want too little. Um, I think it's striking that balance with the amount of information you're putting on there. And I think the information has to be relevant as well. So, for example, having a good, um, you know, profile summary to begin with and talking a bit about your skills, your interests, your passion um, is always good. So keeping it interesting, keeping it relevant and um, having your qualifications on there as well is, is always a, a good starting point. Uh, and also your experience. I think, um, you know, whether you're a newly qualified PA or an experienced PA um, listing your experience and what that entailed is also important. For example, having a, a couple of sentences to describe the role or the placement and then having a few few points to highlight the key skills that you had to utilize in that role is also important as well and for example you know taking medical histories you know doing you know patient triage just bullet pointing a few of those key points is also what, what we look out for brilliant good advice thank you as I was asking that question, I just realised that I've been working for four years, four and a bit years as a PA now. My CV is probably hopelessly out of date. For those yeah. PAs that have a bit more experience or have been working a bit longer, what kind of things should do you think I should have on my CV? Um, what would make a appropriate CV for a sort of more qualified PA? Um, for a more qualified PA, I think when it comes down to writing your employment history uh, and writing your work experience, I think it's listing um, the skills and the key responsibilities you had, so the duties that you were expected to perform in those roles. So, for example, if you were to list you worked at X surgery uh, and you put the dates, I'd, I'd kind of go in with a short summary of what your role entailed and then highlight the duties, for example, in bullet points. That's how I would structure it. I think just having a little bit of an additional information for each role is also key and vital. Um, and also write write down any qualifications that you may have gained through that experience and um, is it additional diplomas and so forth if so definitely put them down as well so that's kind of why I do and again listing your skills whether that be clinical or non-clinical is always good as well brilliant thank you Jasmine I think after making this podcast episode I will be going to my CV to update a few things <laughs> Good, I'm glad to hear it. And <laughs> um, yeah, I think an updated CV is always always good to have to hand. For employers who are looking to recruit a physician associate, how is it best that they go about making a good job advert and and sort of standing out from the crowd of job adverts for physician associates? Um, good, good question. And um, I think as we appreciate the current climate in terms of recruiting for clinicians and PAs is very difficult at the moment. And therefore it's definitely, it's imperative to have a good advert and, and something that stands out because you know, you're, you're selling your job um, to the candidates and you really want to advertise 
you know, the reasons to why you'd be a, a good practice to work for. So the things that I would suggest, you know, is again, just highlighting the, the key specifics, so hours, job title, et cetera, but also having a, a good detailed job summary. Um, you know, have a good job summary. So just entailing what the, the overall role would be and um, highlighting the duties of the role and the required knowledge and qualifications as well. I think also mentioning the salary as well. So kind of that, you know, that's, that's a key point. And um, talk about key selling points. For example, are you a training practice? Have you had physician associates? What does the clinical team look like? How many partners are there? I think those key, you know, pockets of information are vital in attracting um, good candidates. And um, candidates like to know, you know, what sort of team they would be joining? What sort of practice is this? Um, you know, do they pride themselves in delivering quality patient care? Do they you know, have a diverse team, have they previously recruited PAs? So I think having those details down on an advert is always striking, highlighting the duties of the role, what that would entail, if there's any training and development opportunities as well. Um, they're, they're the kind of key things I, I would put on the advert as well. Brilliant. Thank you. Now, let's talk about interviews, because that can be quite scary. It can be quite nerve wracking when you're going for your first interview. And obviously the yeah. world has changed. Most interviews are probably online now. So the advice that I give uh, in regards to interviews um, is preparation and research. I think that is definitely um, a key a key point to do your research on a practice and uh, on, on the potential employers is really important because when you go into the interview, it shows that you actually are passionate, you're interested and you're keen. Um, you know, I think showing that just shows your incentive to learn um, as well. It shows your incentive to do your research. And I think that's always admired in a candidate as well. Someone who's done their preparation, taken that time and effort. Um, the other thing that I would suggest um, for a physician associate, for a candidate going into an interview is having your own questions. You know, for example, have you previously recruited a PA? Um, you know, what would this, you know, what would the role entail? What would you expect me to do on a day-to-day -day basis? So having your own questions as well, again, it drives to the forefront your your passion um, and your, the kind of you thriving and learning more as well and shows that you are interested and um, the other things that I would also suggest is being punctual a, a key thing I think arriving a couple of minutes early to the interview is always good I think being late is, is the worst way to start um, your first meeting or interview as well and if you are running late um, you know things like that do happen just call in in advance I think it just shows um, good punctuality uh, as well I think I'd also suggest if you kind of go into the logistics, dress, you know, formally. And um, so just wear, you know, suit or blouse. It always makes a good impression. And um, so avoid your, your jeans and your trainers. And um, again, turn off your your mobile and um, prior to any interview. I think, you know, your phone, your phone going off isn't, you know, the best, best impression either. And. Um, and I think as well, I just, the always thing that I say to candidates and um, kind of going away from the logistical advice, but is be yourself as cringy as it may sound in, you know, in an interview. I think it's better to be yourself and, and to really demonstrate your passion for a profession. Uh, and, you know, for, you know, for example, quality patient care, if, you know, if that's your passion, 
um, in, in delivering that if you enjoy the face-to-face -face interaction you have with patients I think really show that and highlight that as well and um, so there are a few a few of the things that I would kind of advise in an interview that all makes sense thank you jasmine with primary care it's obviously very different to working for the nhs in hospitals and secondary care if you're employed as a physician associate in a hospital you're on the national agenda for change contract and your terms and your conditions and your rate of pay and the pension and everything is kind of set out for you and it can't be negotiated it can't be changed it's it's just there in black and white it is what it is in general practice, in primary care, you're obviously dealing with the business, the, the surgery, the partnership, and that can be very different between partnerships and between surgeries, can't it? And the terms and conditions and the rate of pay and those things are kind of all up for negotiation. What things should PAs look out for in their contracts and in, in job adverts and terms and conditions um, when they're considering working in primary care? Um, so things that I would look out for in a contract as a physician associate, um, I mean, it, it completely depends on the candidate and what, you know, their priorities are. Um, but for example, I'd look at the annual leave and what is the practice offering? Um, the other thing that I'd look out for is study leave. What is the entitlement? You know, if you're a PA, study leave is always going to be important because you're always going to want to, well, hopefully always be keen on taking additional courses on or, and, you know, further developing yourself. So they're kind of one of the things I'd also look for. You know, for example, if you are looking to start a family, maternity leave is definitely a good one to look out for. Sick pay policy, I think with the pandemic, it you know, you've got to know where you stand with that. I think sick pay is definitely one to look out for as well. Um, and your annual leave, uh, look at your annual leave. Does that include your bank holidays um, as well? I think that they're some of the key things I'd, I'd go over. And I think as well, I, I mentioned the, the sick pay and, and the study leave um, and, and the annual leave, because it's, it's, always, it's always about prioritising your work-life balance as well and having that reassurance and that security in place. So making sure those things are in line with what you'd be looking for as well um, it is important. So there are things I'd look out for, James. Brilliant. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense to just highlight those things early on, because I'm not sure every PA student is necessarily aware of all of the things that are in a contract of employment. No, of course. If you end up in a physician associate job that you're unhappy with or that doesn't quite meet your expectations, what should a PA do in terms of looking for other opportunities, do you think? Interesting one. So if you have joined a practice um, and you are unhappy, like you mentioned, I think one of the key things from a personal perspective is to look at the key things that are making you unhappy. You know, what is it? Is it the lack of training and development? Is it the, you know, the lack of support? Um, is it the patient demographic? You know, what is it that's that is making you unhappy and um, the other thing that I would advise um, is is actually speaking to or just you know speaking to a recruiter or looking at job adverts and I think get an understanding of what other opportunities can offer before really going for it um, and you know at Menlo Park and um, we tend to go through a lot of detail with candidates prior to them even submitting an application so I think it's it's learning about 
what jobs have to offer you know making them comparisons as well and also prioritizing what's important to you for example is it the commute you know are you looking for somewhere closer to home as well so if you can identify what you're unhappy with and and move forward in terms of research and looking at those key aspects then that is what I'd advise you know taking on some advice from experienced recruiters as well within that sector for example that's also a good place to start Brilliant. Thank you, Jasmine. Thanks for coming on the show to talk a little bit more about recruitment and and jobs for PAs. If people have listened to our episode, they may have questions or thoughts and and want to get in touch. How is it best to reach out to you? Um, So the best way to reach out would be um, on my email. So that is jasmine at menloparkrecruitment.com. But also definitely worth checking out our website, which is Menlo Park Recruitment. Um, And also giving us a call on 0113 3501308. So if you are a PA um, or even a practice looking to recruit a physician associate, you know, we're more than happy to have an informal discussion and just talk about, you know, the next steps we've successfully recruited in in quite a few practices and we've also helped physician associates find their roles within primary care so whether you be newly qualified or even experienced and um, we're always open to having a chat with yourself to see how we can help you and, and if you'd like to learn more yeah just drop me an email or give me a call perfect thank you i'll leave links to your contact details in the show notes of this episode so that people can find them on their device brilliant thank you so much for joining me on the episode not a problem it's been a pleasure and um, I hope that was helpful you know it's been great to talk about finding the right opportunity and moving into primary care as a PA and thanks to you for listening as well I hope that episode was really useful for any physician associate students or PAs who are considering a career into primary care if you're a physician associate if you work in a really interesting specialty or if you've got an idea of a future episode for the physician associate podcast I'd love to hear from you You can get in touch with me. I'm on social media at PA Podcast UK. And I hope you'll join me again for the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Physician Associate Podcast.